It's 6 p.m., and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, and this is the KVMR Evening News. I'm Julia Jem. Kelly Reese returns Friday. Yesterday, California officials announced a plan to give fish access to areas of water that they haven't swam in for over a century. The California report explores the new multi-agency plan that will create a natural fishway resembling the original pre-gold mining footprint of the Yuba River. Then, after a look at local news and weather, we'll hear from KVMR's Youth News Corps participants about their experiences so far in radio journalism. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Along the Yuba River yesterday, California officials announced a plan to give fish access to areas they haven't swam in for more than a century. Here's KQED science reporter Danielle Benton. Daguerre Point Dam has impeded or blocked migrating salmon, sturgeon, and Pacific lamprey since it was built in 1910. But State Fish and Wildlife Director Chuck Bonham says there's now a new multi-agency plan to fix it. By building a natural fishway that resembles the original footprint of the Yuba River pre-gold mining around that side of the dam. So all these fish species can swim upstream and downstream as they wish. Bonham says officials ultimately want salmon to return all the way to their pre-gold mining home. Look way up in the distance, that's the Sierra. It's full of snow, thank God. The project is one of many around the state looking at ways to take down aging dams or help fish around them. For the California Report, I'm Danielle Venton. After a wildfire destroyed his home a few years back, a young Latino man from Santa Rosa was inspired to become a firefighter. Today, he's well on his way to achieving his goal, thanks to a program designed to increase diversity in California's fire departments. KQED's labor correspondent, Farida Jovala Romero, has his story. In a forest near Mount Tamapayas in Marin County, a group of young recruits in firefighting uniforms are practicing a mock rescue, learning how to use ropes and carabiners to help hikers who fall off steep ravines. All team, you ready? A woman on a harness repels off a vertical drop by a rushing creek. Once at the bottom, she puts another harness on a man playing the victim. And from the top of the cliff, the rest of the team pulls on a rope until the two are back on top. That was good. That was exciting. On a break, Lupe Duran is sweaty but exhilarated. He's excited to learn these skills from professional firefighters. He talks about them like they're rock stars. The captains you meet, the battalion chiefs you meet, it's, you can't really get that exposure just walking in off the street. You know, if, unless you know somebody that is in the fire department, which really makes a difference. I met Duran for the first time in 2017, shortly after the Tubbs fire had destroyed his home in Santa Rosa. At the time, he was overwhelmed with loss and sleeping on friends' couches. A lot of people lost everything that year. Um, so it was kind of just trying to start new, to figure out how to start over again um, and move forward. Before the fire, he was taking community college classes to become a welder. But the disaster changed his mind. He didn't want to feel like a powerless civilian anymore. Well, it was a feeling of wanting to do more, wanting to actually help and give back to the community. He found the fire foundry by chance through an advertisement. The one-year program, run by Marin County and local organizations, prepares women and people of color for a career in fire service. 
But unlike similar programs, the Fire Foundry covers the cost of everything from books and prerequisite classes to mentorship and even housing at fire stations. Recruits also get a job in fuel reduction with the county, a game changer for Durand. We're actually getting paid to do this training through our program, which is an awesome difference. Most emergency calls fire departments get are not about fires, but about medical emergencies. So many job openings are actually for firefighter paramedics or emergency medical technicians. The expense and years it can take to get certified is prohibitive for many people. And the process is intimidating for those who don't know anyone in the profession. That helps explain why firefighters nationwide are still overwhelmingly white and male. In California, the ranks are more diverse in terms of race and ethnicity. But there's more progress to be made, especially outside big cities. Marin County firefighters, for example, are still more than 80% white. Marin County Captain Rick Wannaberger says he sees all sorts of benefits from becoming more diverse, starting with better serving people in their hour of need my engine, you know, currently all, they're, we're all English speakers. You know, uh, some of us can speak a little bit of Spanish, but how much better would it be if I truly was fluent? How much that person would be feel truly at ease? Duran can't wait to get a spot in one of those engines, and he's getting closer. He's completing an EMT course. He's set to get an associate degree in fire technology, and he just got a seasonal job directly with Marin County Fire as a wildfire defensible space inspector. It's very exciting. I mean, it's all I've wanted for the past six years. <laughs> so it's, you know, took some time, but it's paying off now. The Fire Foundry has only been around since the start of 2022, but its future is in question without more long-term funding. Duran says he worries other people coming up behind him won't get the chance he got. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Paint Care, now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at PaintCare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. And that's this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, May 17th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. In regional news, the union reports that in an effort to reduce the number of local motorcycle crashes, the Grass Valley area will deploy additional officers on May 20, 2023 on State Route 49, State Route 20, and State Route 174. These officers will be on the lookout for traffic violations made by motorcycle riders, in addition to any other drivers making roads dangerous for other traffic. Dangerous violations and behaviors might include speeding, following too closely behind another vehicle, making unsafe lane changes, and turning improperly.
Motorcycle-involved crashes in California continue to be a major concern for California Highway Patrol. Provisional statistical data from January of 2021 through December of 2021 revealed that there were 10 injury crashes and four fatal crashes involving motorcycles in the CHP Grass Valley area jurisdiction alone. Funding for safety enforcement operations, like this one, is provided by a grant from the Office of Traffic Safety through the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The grant, titled Get Educated and Ride Safe, or GEARS, V, works to help reduce deadly and serious injury crashes involving motorcycles. The Grass Valley area will continue to deploy additional enforcement efforts through September 30th of 2023. Turning now to a look at the regional weather forecast from the National Weather Service. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 58. Thursday, sunny with a high near 83. Thursday night, clear with a low around 57. For Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 43. Thursday, sunny with a high near 75. Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 45. For the Truckee and Lake Tahoe area, the National Weather Service released a special weather statement pertaining to newly melting snow. The statement reads as follows. Rising temperatures will continue accelerating snowmelt this week. If planning outdoor recreation, avoid streams and rivers as they will flow fast, cold, and high. While it may seem like a good idea to jump into the rivers to cool off, the water is extremely cold and shock can quickly set in, causing loss of motor function. There are also likely to be snow bridges present in the backcountry, with water flowing beneath them. Use extreme caution. And as for flooding, the latest forecasts indicate that the East and West Forks and Main Stem Walker River may reach minor to moderate flood stages later this week and into the weekend. For more detailed river and flooding forecasts, you can visit www.cnrfc.noaa.gov. And for Sacramento and the surrounding valley, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 57. Thursday, sunny with a high near 90. Thursday night, Clear with a low around 58. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Up next, a conversation with two of KVMR's newest Youth News Corps reporters, Orion Reichscott and Jason Lehman. KVMR's Future of Journalism program gives participants a well-rounded and fun experience in radio journalism while incorporating lessons in free speech, civic engagement, history, public speaking, writing, research, ethics, and digital production. This year, we welcomed the second round of Youth News Corps reporters a couple of months ago. Each reporter has been assigned a beat that interests them. And joining me now in the studio is Jason Lehman, who is covering agriculture and water, and Orion Reichkot, who's exploring the topic of education. Also joining us in the studio is KVMR News Anchor and Youth News Corps Assistant Coordinator Kelly Reese, as well as KVMR General Manager Allie Lightfoot. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. (laughs) You guys were so close. You didn't pronounce my last name right, but you were were almost there. We'll well, get it one I appreciate day. the effort. <laughs> well, here's your opportunity to correct everybody. Orion, let's start with you. Tell us a bit about yourself, including okay. the correct pronunciation of your name. <laughs> My name is Orion Raishkot. Mm. Um, I'm 15. I'm a sophomore in high school. I go to Gadoti Early College High School. And um, I'm, a, I'm a news reporter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Right on. 
Jason. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll go for it. Um, my name is Jason Lehman. My name was pronounced right. Um, I'm a senior at Godotiari College High School, and I also get to play reporter <laughs> through through the KVMR Youth News Corps. Super cool. Super cool. Super fun. This program has like it's just my favorite in the world. I it's turned me from having no life to having a little bit of a life, and I think that's really amazing. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I uh, I. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know what I'd do on my Wednesday afternoons if it wasn't being here and uh, from four to six and, and talking to random people about things they've experienced. Totally. And we're going to get into those things that you guys have talked about. But before that, let me let everybody know that we are, in fact, in a pledge drive. And so if you value this kind of journalism, the kind that brings the youth of our community into the fold, give us a call 530-265-9555. Or you can Donate securely online, kvmr.org. It's in the top right-hand corner. And I should let people know because we really only have 10 minutes um, for, for us to do this, but we do have a $300 match. This is from Donna, who really wanted to support the youth programming and wants to encourage you to do the same. Um, not just Youth News Corps, but everything the news has been up to uh, over the past year has been pretty remarkable um, from all of the reporting that you get, top of the hour reports during emergencies, um, a, a lot of great interns coming through here and contributing. Uh, um, Kelly started out as an intern and is now part of our news team. Um, Orion thinks she never live, leaves the building, but <laughs> I've seen her leave. I've seen her leave. Um and, uh, you know, it takes money and resources, and um, we're really proud of this program. We're really proud of Youth News Corps and what we've been able to um, bring to the airwaves and, and to the community with this program. So give us a call. Help us make that $300 match in 10 minutes. It, crazier things have happened. Um, we'll ring the bell if anyone's mom wants to <laughs> oh yeah mom i know you're listening um if you donate i'll ring the bell just for you we got a little bell here yeah so. 530-265-9555 or kvmr.org also i texted my mom and my dad so oh. if either of you guys are listening and you want to donate to kvmr um We'll, we'll give you a little ring, but also round of applause for Donna for, you know, yeah. being so awesome and doing the match, everyone. That's awesome. Let's Yay, hear Donna. Let's hear it for Donna. Woo! Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Really incredible stuff. Yeah. So we have each or each of you has aired a story and we can talk a little bit about that. First, let me ask you, Orion, how did you, your first story was kind of controversial. It's about cannabis use among Nevada County youth. Tell me why you chose that topic. Oh, yeah, it's because I'm a big old stoner. I'm kidding. No, that's that's not why. Um, <laughs> that's a, that is a joke. Um, no, it's because, um, so, you know, in high school, <laughs> they're laughing their cookies off. <laughs> I don't think it was that funny. Um, okay. Anyways, so I'm in high school, and um, even going to a smaller, um, more, I guess, responsible high school, I don't know how you'd put that, there's still people that do drugs in the bathrooms, and there's still, you know, well, there were, I don't know if people do anymore, um, but there's still, you know, there's still people kids who have, you know, issues with drugs. And it's it's something that really affects their education, their social life, their their life with everyone, with their parents, with their friends, with themselves. Um, and I don't know, I just felt very deeply about it. I've seen people kind of get destroyed by drugs, but I've also seen people 
be, you know, lifted, I guess, by drugs. So I wanted to see how, I wanted to interview people, see how um, it really affects our students and if it's really something we should be so accepting about. Did you get any feedback from your peers? Um, I, I, some from my friends, they were like, oh, wow, your story is really cool, but n- nothing negative, which was really nice. I'm sure if there was, if I went to a bigger high school and I wasn't as liked because, you know, I'm just so charming and amazing. Um, everyone loves me. Um, no one laughed at that. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think if I went to a bigger school and I, I might've gotten more backlash, but I, I didn't. So that was nice. And Jason, you've also completed your first story. Can you tell us a little bit about that and who you interviewed for it? Yeah, so I interviewed uh, Carrie Monahan, um, who is the current director of the Sierra Fund. And that was really fascinating for me. There's actually something specific I want to touch on about that interview, and that being uh, the natural disturbance regime, which um, I learned a lot about through my conversation with her. And essentially what it is, is um, long before you know, California was settled, um, especially by gold miners and by European settlers moving, you know, seeking a fortune. There's something called this natural disturbance regime where wildfire was a very, very normal thing that occurred all the time in California. And it burned across the land in what was described as a low intensity way, um, where it just it opened up a lot of new space and provided space for existing uh, flora and fauna to sort of flourish, as well as um, get rid of stuff that maybe wasn't, you know, surviving in the best way. Um, and since people have settled uh, California and it's become a very populated state, um, this natural disturbance regime has sort of, it's been disturbed. <laughs> um, wildfire has become this sort of inherently negative thing because it's incredibly destructive and so it's been managed in such a way that it's been prevented and really throwing off this natural cycle that california is supposed to have um and that actually directly because of the uh, um preventing wildfire the, uh, the prevention of wildfire by the settlers the forests now when they burn they burn the fires are huge and they burn hot because this natural fire that's supposed to take care of all of this underbrush has since been uh, denied existence. And so when fires start, they're typically very destructive. That was a great story. I really enjoyed listening to it. If you're just tuning in, that was Jason Lehman. He's covering agriculture and water. Also in the studio is Orion Raishkot. They're both part of KVMR's Youth News Corps. If you enjoyed this this little section, if you've enjoyed their stories and you value this kind of programming, give us a call now. KVMR uh, is is really largely dependent on the donations of our community. We have a match. Help us meet that match. 530-265-9555. I think we have one call on the line. We really would love another one so we can do this in the next five minutes. Um, be so exciting. Because these guys are pitching, you know, so well, really. <laughs> and they've done some incredible work with their stories. It really, I've been completely impressed by by um, all the students have that have come through here. Honestly, they, they're teaching us a lot, too. So I'm learning a lot, <laughs> yeah. for sure. See, yeah. something you guys didn't see was actually, um, 
Allie was holding up a big sign that says, this is a lie. I'm just doing this for, you know what I'm kidding? No, um, Allie and Kelly have both been great. I think yeah, uh, Kelly's a little munchkin who doesn't leave the studio. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is some great stuff. 530-265-9555, or you can donate securely online, kvmr.org. Also, if you donate in the next two minutes and 45 seconds and you leave us a little comment and your email, then I'll, we will give you a little sneak Orion peek. will wash your car. Orion, I will wash Orion. it. No, no, no. I'll do your laundry. No, we'll give you a little sneak peek on our next story. Yeah, stories. we can yeah. answer any questions. Um, we love talking about this, so definitely call 530-265-9555 or go to kvmr.org to donate and keep Youth News Corps alive. Well said, well said. Time is running out, so don't hesitate. Maybe you've listened to the news forever now and haven't been motivated or just haven't had the opportunity. This is the time. Don't wait. Run to your phone. If you're driving, pull over 530-265-9555. Again, you can do it online. Everybody does it. KVMR.org. I mean, think about it. You pay for your, you know, your other entertainment. You pay for your cable. You uh, pay for your Wi-Fi. Real fast. I got to ring the bell. Um, My mom really came through with the donation. (laughs) Jason's mom! Let's go. Jason's mom. Um, I I told her I'd ring the bell, so I rang the bell. Thank you, mom. All right. Thank you so much. Jason's mom. Thank you, Ms. Lehman. And we would love to hear from other moms, dads, people who appreciate the fact that KVMR is offering a course in journalism to young people now. Um, it's a little bit of a pipeline to to um, being a fact ambassador, as Adriana puts it. Um, we're teaching them all about um ethics and journalism and we're able to talk to some great uh, uh, journalists uh, through every course this time we we had two um, amazing journalists I'm so glad Kelly Kelly went and hooked it up for us so um yeah the time is running out so <laughs> 265-9555 or kvmr.org make sure to donate to us before we're rich and famous i, I <laughs> will right. i'll remember you i will i will make the, the point that even though the show is ending and we're going to go into another great edition of the sages among us you can keep donating even after we're off the air and you can say this is for the wonderful work that these two young people from our community are doing <laughs> Keep going. And okay. I want to I wanna just say we got another one from uh, Pascal, um, or I'm sorry, Pedro. Um, and um, that's wonderful. He said, it warms my heart to hear KVMR's Youth News Corps on air. What a lovely program. Um, and somebody's mom says, I appreciate that KVMR provides the opportunity for our youth and program. Love you guys, too. Thank, Thank you. you. Fantastic. So stay tuned. KVMR's Sages Among Us is next. And, of course, we'll be listening to these two young people on the radio very soon. That's our newscast for this Wednesday, May 17th. Head over to our website, kvmr.org, or subscribe to the KVMR News Podcast to hear more. KVMR gets support from Sierra View Medical Eye Incorporated, serving eye care needs since 1965, providing optical services, cataract, and glaucoma evaluations, also treating diseases of the eye. On Sierra College Drive in Grass Valley, online at svme2020.com. 
Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Julia Jem. Have a great night. Thank you.